Lower your expectations. It's a hockey podcast from Lance, Coach, and Randall. Gabe Gifford Hockey is our Season 2 sponsor. Fantastic young man. He has recorded 21-hour stick time lessons and put them online as a course. It'll take your little champion through 20 hours of competitive hockey lessons. You can get more out of stick and puck with your child. It's better, and it's a lot less expensive than a regular private coach would be. Give him a look, because he's a great kid, and he's helped us out a lot. Hello, and welcome to episode 33 of the Youth Hockey Podcast. 33 of these in the bag as of today. Uh, all I can say is I don't think I've ever ordered 33 of anything. Lance, have you ever ordered anything in, in, the, uh, in the multiple of 33? I have not. I've thought about it when it comes to like chocolate, but uh, you know. Tacos. I was thinking tacos. I thought you might go there. Uh, Dave, uh, is there anything that you would uh, want 33 of right now? I don't know. Donuts, maybe? Well, that sounds nice. Yeah, it sounds we could have a party over at your house. Um, we're getting to state finals. The state finals are, are wrapped up. And I wanted to ask at the very beginning, this is the bridge topics, by the way. Uh, uh, what do you think it takes to have a state championship team? And what are the elements of a state championship team? Uh, so like Lance, what would you say? I mean, you could build one. Build what, couldn't, you, couldn't you, Lance? Oh, well, you, Randy, you and I have built many a state championship. That's what team. I'm saying on paper. So like, let's say you were building it. What would you say? Like, Oh, first get me other than Dave Ralston, which would be your first call. But after Dave, what do I need? I think probably one of the most important things you need is a goaltender. Oh, that's a great point. If you don't have a goaltender, you're not going to be at the state championships. Would you agree with that, Dave? Uh, yeah, we've, we've talked about this many times. Uh, the, the goalie can, can be that thing that uh, breaks even the best of teams. Okay, so you've gone out, you found your goalie, Lance. Now, Lance is putting together what I would call a state championship team for us on paper right now. You got your goalie. What do you, where do you go next? You know what you need? You need depth because, depth. you know, I think of our state championship teams yeah. and uh, you know, the, the guys that led the team throughout the season, when it came to the state championship, I mean, it was definitely score by committee. And I think that's great. that was the secret. That well, that's, that's very cool. I mean, it's great to know that, you know, you don't just run on your superstars. I, I hadn't heard that before. Well, it's funny that you bring that up because we could, um, we could talk about the uh, NCAA championships that also concluded uh, recently. And, um, you know, there was a team this year, Michigan, that was loaded with. Um, uh, uh, number one draft picks. I've, yeah. I've heard of that. I, yeah. Mm. The, the all top, uh, top first round draft picks. But, um, but also a team that because of that was, was young. Uh, a lot of these draft picks don't last very long. In, in the NCAA, they might play a year or two and then they, they go to the NHL and uh, that team, Michigan did not, did not win uh, the NCAAs um, and they lost to, um, I forget who they lost to, but I, I know Denver won the, the whole thing. And, and uh, go you know, that's, that's one of the, um, they lost things. to Minnesota. Yeah. Okay. So that's one of the things that uh, people were saying was, um, you know, that this happens frequently that you have this team, it's, it's loaded with talent, but then what, you know, when you get down to crunch time, when it's, 
that, you know, everything is a slog and the other team's just making you go through layers of defense and that there's not that many chances on either side because people are playing conservatively. Um, you know, sometimes the team that's, that's got uh, a little more seasoning and a, a little more um, uh, maturity and, uh, you know, and, and also, I guess, uh, depth is the team that pulls it out. That's so. a great point. I hadn't, you know, I, like I said, I'm learning things down. I'm writing down uh, goalie, then I'm writing down depth. Uh, and now Lance, you've got, now you've got your goalie and you went and found a group of kids uh, and you gotta, you gotta keep them all together. Obviously it's hard to do. Uh, but, but what's the next step on your, cause you're making a chart. What you don't know about Lance Alexander is he's a man of great design. I would say, wouldn't you say you are a kind of person that, that is very incremental. You step forward, like every step forward is very important to you. You look forward and, and you fill the boxes and, and you move and you move. Exactly. Well, I guess what's left after I got my depth, I got my, my goalie, I guess a great coach. And what do you consider a great state coach or uh, a great coach to get you through states? I think, I think, a, a, and this is, I guess it's for everything, but you got to be flexible. You got to, you got to be able to bend, but not break. And, uh, you know, we've talked about it before, as a matter of fact, Randy, uh, that the coaches that seem to uh, have the difficulties when they get like to national championships and stuff are the ones that have their game plan they're convinced that's the genius plan that's going to work. And they don't, they refuse to sway from that genius that they've come up with, even though like, you know, you could see in these championship teams, you know, they may be down. And as a matter of fact, I think uh, Denver was down and they adjusted between periods and came out, took the lead. And uh, you got to be able to adjust and move. Well, that to is. That is the that is the knock on some of these California teams that make it to nationals that uh, people have kind of uh, read the book on them and they know how to defeat them. Uh, so that's another great point. Uh, Coach Raleigh, is uh, is there anything you want to add on to that? Um, <clears throat> well, um, I wonder, you know, at the, at the youth level, how many coaches have we experienced that really even have a plan uh no, beyond, that's exactly right yeah you know beyond beyond the basics uh is there is there really a scheme um you know we like we've talked about some years uh back noticing there was a particular team that um if you watched them this was a very um it was a very sophisticated um, offensive attack plan that was built around the fact that the team had some, some pretty uh, quick um, forwards. And so you'd watch them and they would play a lot like uh, like a uh, higher level junior or professional team in that um, the defensemen would go back. And as soon as the forwards uh I mean, maybe not every one of them, but as soon as the forward would see that the defenseman was likely to get a puck, they would just take off. And, um, and that, that defenseman would turn and, and look and, you know, try for a stretch pass right, right up the middle. And uh, it was, you know, that team surprised a lot of people and, and scored a bunch of goals uh, doing this early on. And I think, you know, at the time it was like kind of a surprise to a lot of people like, wow, wow, this, what's going on here? 
Yeah, it's a oh, counterpunch. It's a counterpunch yeah, to what, what you're doing in your own uh, offensive zone. All of a sudden, you're, you're having to defend it. But you could, you could see that there was a design, like this team had practiced that, and this is a time when... Isn't that strange that you're like, <laughs> they'd actually practiced things. I know, I, but it, it's the, true. And, and, we're, and we're working in concert with each other, you know, uh, using a team concept, and we were like, ah... Oh, Wow, we haven't seen this. <laughs> Damn, like we're still like, we're still practicing a breakout. <laughs> do you think uh, the teacher, the the coach, needs to be a better teacher or needs to be a better strategist? Uh, because I think I have had coaches that were very good at teaching my kids how to do things. Because uh, you know, when we talk about coaches, like you know, you're oh, we're always you know, everybody always bags on the coaches. Uh, but Raleigh, you've been a coach. Uh, you know, you know, it's not easy. Um, oh, no. Yeah. Do you think that because uh, what I'm thinking here is that is there's a division between the teacher coach, the coach that can teach your kid to do a lot and the strategist coach, the the, the coach that can teach a team to work together. Um, would that be fair to say or is that uh, is that just well, simplifying I, I think, too much? I think that's I think that's true that I, I hear this a lot from people where. People say, you know, what do you think of this coach, X Y Z coach? And you'll and they'll say, great skills coach. Yeah, not so great behind the bench. I've heard, you know, that this from a bunch of people. Whether whether that's true or not, you know, until you actually experience, you know, your kid playing for that coach, I I don't like to, you know, assume that they're correct or that there's like one or the other. But I will say, I I do think that like. Um, coaching and uh in, anything else in life it, it's never been a surprise to me h- how low the expectations of of certain adults can be about kids and and i got um i kind of experienced the opposite growing up so i've always sort of assumed that uh I, and i don't i don't mean about sports but but like other things educational uh experiences that i had um, you know, I, I was fortunate that I had some teachers and that didn't, didn't start out with the, the premise that, you know, uh, kids are kind of these uh, damaged <laughs> mini uh, adults on their way to maturation. And thus you can't ever have, have a high expectation of them in, in something. So, you know, keep, keep those expectations low as we like to do here on the podcast. <laughs> oh and, yeah. Uh, constantly. And, and don't, uh, you know, don't, don't try and challenge kids beyond what you think that they, they might be able to do versus other people who are just like, well, I'm going to come out and I've got this sophisticated, um, you know, a scheme and I'm going to teach the, I'm going to teach it to these, these kids, you know, that, okay, maybe they're 12 and under and um, yeah, maybe they're, maybe it's not going to be perfect, but uh, I'm not going to dumb it down. I'm going to try and, uh, you know, teach them something sophisticated. Smart so Ray, it up. You, you, yeah, smart it up, you, Raleigh, I think is what you're looking at. Dumb yes. it down. I'm going with smart it up. Go ahead. Lynn. Smart it up. Yeah. But now, Randy, you know, in youth, in the youth hockey world, what's the number one strategy that most coaches go with? Do you know what it is? Uh, dump and chase and or chase and dump. No, it's get the puck to coach junior. <laughs> oh, you're absolutely right. Okay, Lance. Now. I just want to see if you can, I, I want to see if you can do go, go all the way through with this. Do you think you could win? Uh, like, let's say you had the funds for your own team. Uh, the fundraiser was up. Uh, you got enough funds for your own team. Could you win state next year uh, at, at, a, at a designated level if you had 
uh, and how much money would you need? Uh, how much uh, like to get all the kids in Southern California, an entire team to play for free? What, what do you think the cost would be? And could you do it? Could you manage that team to a state championship? So let's see here. Let me think about this. Yeah, I thought I'm going to so, yeah. say, say the cost is going to be like, um, well, hold on. Do you mind if I pull out my calculator here? Please do. Yeah, I, th this is something very important. And I, I, if you'd like, Raleigh and I can talk about a different topic while you're, you know, moving through the, okay. I got it. So I'm saying that the cost of my team is going to probably be around Two hundred to $250,000. Oh, gonna come need. on. There's no way you can get $200,000 for a youth hockey team. I'm giving you 75. Go ahead. But you're saying that, you know, how much you have to win? You have to win uh, the, the, uh, the championship with $75,000. Can you do it? Yes or no? I think that's going to be a tough sell. And the reason why is I just did the simple math. The average AAA kids paying 10 grand times 20 kids that's two hundred thousand dollars they're bringing into the club to pay for ice and 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 other uh essentials the games okay. the... dumb it down to double a then can you win a double a championship with seventy five thousand? okay well i think the secret to winning obviously is going out and getting as herb brooks would say getting the right players and i think to get the right players from across the universe we're gonna have they're gonna have to play for free right Right, because so the double A free that, though is five thousand a piece. You need fifteen kids. That's that's seventy five. That's that's your number. Okay, so I think we can do it. Yes, because I think it? beyond it's, the team, I want, uh, uh, like you said, I want, I want. Uh, we need a strategist and yeah. we need a developer. And the you developer wouldn't take you wouldn't practice. take a you wouldn't take a dime from this. You would just do it and you would get it done. Right. Now, Coach Ralston, could you make certain that he did get this done? Like as, you know, like a second, like you were, when you're in a duel, right? You have that second, the guy that shows up and is like making sure that Lance doesn't just, you know, do anything he wants, right? Right. Okay. It's funny that you uh, that I say that because I've set up a GoFundMe page for $75,000, which is called Get Lance a Team That Will Win States. And if we can get like one dude out there that will just sign a $75,000 check tonight, or tomorrow, Lance will have that team. I just put the image up in your chat box if you'd like to go look at it. It's on GoFundMe right now. Lance <laughs> is going to get a team because he always talks like, you know, it's like talking out his ass. I think Lance has got to put his money where his friggin' mouth is, get a team, spend the money, take them to state and win. Now, what level are we talking here? I said double A, uh, you know. I mean, I, was, I mean, is it mites? Is it squirts? Is oh, it... no. I, I think I think you're going to, by the way, I think you're going to have a little uh, play with that. I, I think uh, whoever uh, donates the money uh, will have to give us some suggestions. Uh, we'll have to figure out a rink. Now, don't worry, Lance. This is never, ever going to happen. But I still beg you people at home, tell everybody you possibly can to go to GoFundMe. And if you have a really rich person that you know, 75 grand on the line tonight, gets you Lance Alexander and it gets you a state championship. I mean, I, I'm willing to go out on a limb. And if you don't get a state championship with Lance Alexander, I think he's going to wash your car. So, I mean, you know, it's not, it's not as if he doesn't get anything bad on the other side of this, but uh, if you go right now, go fund me. I put the image up. Uh, I've got the, I've got the uh, GoFundMe page up, ready to go. 
I was trying to pull Lance into this all the way through the beginning of this podcast. I didn't do it very artfully. I, I know I was constantly like pushing him around, but I want you to know, Lance, I really think you can and should do this. Well, there you go. And I think Randy needs to be right next to me, helping wash that car. If we don't win. If you didn't notice, uh, Dave Ralston is also in the flyer. It's a Dave will make sure he doesn't do anything stupid, I think, on the flyer or something like that. We'll make sure. Yeah. So like on the actual page is like Lance's job is to do all of the managing, all the stuff. Uh, Coach Ralston's job to make sure Lance doesn't do anything stupid. I think Randy, if Randy believes did in you this, click on Randy's the, got did, to throw some coin in there. Did you, did you yeah, click yeah. on the link? Okay. I so sure did. Now you can see it, right? Uh, donate to put a youth hockey program on the map. That's what it is right now. And it is up at GoFundMe. Um, I, I don't want to play uh, games uh, the entire time, but Lance, uh, I'm glad that you've stuck your neck out that far as to say that you will definitely win state with whatever team you, know, you get organized out of this fundraiser. And I am going to be so happy, so happy if it happens. I will be rolling on the floor. Uh, so thank you. Thank you, Lance Alexander. So, so Randy, so yes, what, other than a car wash, that's all you're guaranteeing this poor guy who's going to write a check for us. It's $75,000 for a car wash in California. That isn't a bad price, really. I mean, I don't know if you've been noticing the economy recently, guys, but 75 grand for a car wash. I, So now Raleigh's job, I'm assuming Raleigh's job is to make sure that I just don't go cash to check and make everybody pay for hockey. Yeah, exactly. Ralston will make sure it happens. And at the bottom, it has a, a link to our podcast uh, to remind everybody uh, that uh, that this is a up and up kind of uh, endeavor. Nothing wrong can happen when it comes from the hearts and minds of the Youth Hockey Podcast. And I truly believe <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, so. Exactly. So anyway, um, I, moving on. <laughs> Uh, unless it, uh, Ralston, uh, Coach Ralston, do you have any comments about uh, this 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 uh, um, uh, obvious uh, hijacking of the podcast for for me to get a good laugh on Lance? Yes. Is there, any, yes. Is there yeah? Mm. Is there anything else? Or no, I just like the fact that um, apparently I am um, going to I, I'm part of making sure it will happen. Yeah. No, I I talked I talked it through with both these guys beforehand. No, I didn't. Uh, yeah, like I said, if somebody writes that check. You guys are going to have a great off season. I can already see it. Lance and Ralston sitting down over brunch every Sunday. Okay, we need to get that kid and that kid and then get these three kids. You know, what rink are we playing out of? I don't know. We got to find a coach. I can hardly wait to be a fly on the wall during those discussions. Yeah, well, um, you know, we need, I, I'm not sure we can do it for 75 because we need to go international with this. <laughs> I, mean, I need to make sure that we're, oh we're not limited God. geographically. Okay, well, we might take donations over 75, but Lance promised a state championship at 75, uh, and I listened to him, so I'm going to go with that right now. We'll just, we'll see how it goes. We'll see I just how it goes. think we might need a little more mon- money for, uh, I mean, there's things like um, forging birth certificates and some other things we might oh, want to do. Oh, so there. we need some Russian players is what you're saying. You didn't want to go there, though. Talk about it. any particular jurisdiction, but... Let's say the Russians. I mean, let's face it. The Russians are not on good footing right now internationally. So you can, I think if you're going to throw somebody under a train, you you know, um, uh, uh, not Anna Karenina style, but if you want to throw someone under a train, it would be the Russians. It it could be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Why not? Okay. Um, uh, My actual topic for today was going to be uh, uh, something that uh, we've all experienced. uh, And I, I, didn't know uh, if you guys had strong opinions about this, but 
um, is it better to be a double A kid? And now this could be from the kid's point of view. It could be from the parent's point of view. I, I, it could be from the team's point of view. Just, you know, just stroll with me down this lane. Is it better to be a double A kid on a triple A team or a triple A kid on a double A team? Who's going to start? I usually Lance, you're the one with the best inf information in the podcast. Well, so why don't you go ahead? I, just, I can go first if you want to. Dave, I'd love man. I, I would love it. Yeah. Set us up. Cause I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to be a little more um, <clears throat> in the middle on this. Um, I, it, it very much depends. And I don't think what we have a, uh, a enough, uh, you know, enough info about this individual, you, you know, hypothetical in general no, it's not one kid it's like if you were to if like a, like a group of people were to come to you and say uh which is a worse sin to put my triple a kid on a double a team or to put my double a kid on a triple a team like well i i mean again i don't look at it as a sin i, I look at yeah. it as uh it, it, it depends it depends on on what the aspirations are and maybe the background of the kid now let's start with the double a kid if the double a kid can get on a triple a team if they're good enough, well, then they're maybe in this uh, tweener type of situation. And so I could make the argument that although that kid's probably not going to play as much, um, that uh, de depending on the situation, um, and I also want to say, I also have to like preface this by saying, I don't think that a lot of people outside of California and maybe maybe a few other uh, a few other regions experience double A versus triple A the way people in California do because of a lot a bunch of things that uh, I don't want to bore everybody else that's not in California with with this but um, I will just say that um, traditionally there's not been a, a whole lot of triple A teams through the entire state to pick from. And so uh, it's, it's a constrained commodity, which has led to a lot of kids who were in maybe in another locale, uh, completely good enough to play AAA and just didn't really have an opportunity to do so. Uh, but at any rate, if you want to try and get from, uh, you know, you've had success in AA and, and you're looking to, you know, move up into AAA, then uh, I don't think it's a bad thing for a kid to who's maybe a tweener to get on a triple a team, because then they're going to experience that competition. The kids that they're practicing with are going to be better. And, uh, and it's not a bad thing. Um, I also have uh, seen kids that were playing triple a and, uh, and played down into double a for, ver for various reasons that we can talk about um, that, I don't, I don't think that turned out badly for those kids, um, you know, historically looking at it. Uh, and, um, you know, then they're, the, the, conversely, they're, they're probably getting, you know, way more opportunity and maybe at less cost, uh, at least in California. All good points, coach. All good points. Lance, uh, do you have any uh, a horse in this race? Sure. I mean, I think that, um, uh, a double, you know, based on the experiences I've had. Now I know there's teams out there. I'm sure with, with awesome coaches, and he's all about development, and you know, it's all about the team. But but in the experiences I've had, the, the double A kid playing up in AAA ends up sitting a lot, 
and sitting in critical moments. And so you wonder how much fun he's having that season. And and if it's but his father does get to say that his kid plays triple A, so that might well, be then that makes it home. worth it. Right? Yeah. Do you think so? Or well, let, let's I've met those. Let's play let's play devil devil's advocate for a second because I'm gonna I'm gonna question you on this. Please do. Uh, I, I I Lance, I, I get it. Um and and I, I don't disagree with you. Um however, let, let me just again have the devil uh, devil's advocate question here. You say, well, they're not going to get to play much in um, critical situations. Well, what if the kid's not, um, you know, not at the bottom of the roster? They're actually on the mm, second line. Does the second liner play a lot in the critical situations? Because in my experience with a lot of coaches, they're not even playing very much. I mean, uh, certainly more than a kid that the coach doesn't want to put on the ice under any circumstances. But um, that who's playing is the four or five kids that the coach thinks are just world beaters and should be out on the ice all the time. And everybody else is sitting, you know, to a large degree. Wouldn't you? Interesting you know, that our, the first thing that we talked about today, the, the, actually the second thing that Lance wanted was depth. And now we're talking about superstars at the top of the roster and everybody else at the bottom. Interesting. Well, just see, just pointing it out. Go ahead, Lance. Yeah. Yeah, because I was going to say that's not depth. Um, oh, I mean, no, because I, this put this way: if I have a double A kid, this is my own personal opinion. If I have a double A kid who's good of, enough to be on the second line, then he's not a double A kid. You know, and or and you could be playing no, for the I, rain. I, you could be playing that. for the rain. Uh oh. What I'm I didn't saying say is, that rain, parents. I did oh, not. I didn't say that. I who said that, Lance? Okay. Yeah. Let me let me let me go back to you to Lance on this. I, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, does it matter if you are on the second line, or let's say it's a fourth four line team, or on the fourth line? If in either case you're not playing in those critical situations, well, in the see, team, see what I, I'm saying? I, we've played we've played on teams. I can only speak to my experience. We played on teams with three forward lines and teams with four forward lines. So that's 12 forwards or nine forwards. And every team that we've ever played on has six defensemen. So that never seems to change. But for the, uh, uh, and both, it's, it's, it's actually been the same. You know, on, on the team with four forward lines, when it got into the critical moments of the game, the top six guys played and the bottom six guys sat. When we played on teams with, with nine forwards, the top six guys played and the bottom three guys sat. So for us, usually there's, there's been a line at the, at the first and second line. So if you're good enough to play the first or second line, you're going to play quality minutes. If you're not on that top six, you're not going to uh, play quality minutes. That, that's been my experience. Plus the other thing, you know, the advice that I had been given uh, for the longest time was that, if your kid can't play in the top six, then he should he should play down at the lower level because he's going to get more development. And uh, um, one particular coach had told me, and not a coach that we were playing for, he was just uh, happened to be observing. And, and one of the, the things that he told me was a mistake that a lot of parents make uh, is the fact that he said, it's not even about the letter 
and and the quality of the people around you. He said, from the day your kid takes the ice as a mini mite, he needs to be learning how to make the right decisions. And he said that when a kid is put, if a double, if it's if a kid's a truly double A guy and he's being put in a triple A environment, he's not going to have the time and space to make those right decisions. So he said that you're better off playing, uh, being the best guy in a weak league where you can make those right decisions, develop, you know, a really solid foundation of hockey IQ, and then apply it at the higher, faster paced games. He said a lot of parents rush their kids through. And so they get to these, these higher levels, but they've never had that foundation. And then all of a sudden they start to struggle as it gets more and more difficult. Lance, you were talking to a coach that wasn't a coach of your team. How do you strike up conversations with these sideline coaches that you've never met before? Come on. You know me, Randy. I talk uh, to everybody. I, I know. I'm, He's I'm a Mr. good guy. Personality. You are. But you just like go up to him and like, hi, are you a coach? And then like, yeah. And you'd be like, yeah, give me some life wisdom. Is this How do you do it? No, I've been like, for example, uh, you know, at, at, at a tournament here or there, I'll be, I'll be sitting there and I, and I just happen to be sitting to a random person and I strike up a conversation and uh, like at one particular event, I was sitting next to a gentleman who was watching the game and I, and I just said very innocently, so which one's yours? And he goes, oh, I'm not, I don't have a kid here. I'm just kind of scouting the game. And, uh, and I said, oh, you know, I've always been curious which I have been like, what are the things you look for? What are you looking for as you watch kids, you know? And this particular gentleman that I was sitting next to, he said, you know what, when I'm, you know, he, he was kind of watching it more, I think for enjoyment, but he said, but I'm, when I'm scouting for work and I'm here on business, he said, I, I, I take a, I take a pad of paper and there's certain things I want. And when a kid does it, I put a little check mark by his name. So, for example, you know, kids getting a quality shot on goal, get a little check mark. He back checks, causes a turnover. He gets a little check mark. If he's finishing his checks, he gets a little check mark. And he said, at the end of the game, I look and I'm like, holy crap, you know, uh, Randy Gifford's got like 12 check marks. He said, there's a guy that I think I want to talk to. But that's how I strike up the conversations, Randy. That's awesome, man. Again, you know, like you and your casual coaching gems, I I think that we should have, you know, uh, we already have Coach's Corner. Maybe we should have coaching gems from Lance Alexander, which is they're not yours, but that's what you've gotten from other coaches. Right. (laughs) That that are random conversations (laughs) I had. Yeah. People around the rinks. On street corners. (laughs) Anywhere. Yes. Yeah. So. Uh, well, well, I, I have not given my opinion on this. Uh, uh, do, do you mind if I, I, I push forward or is, was there any other, uh, David, was there anything else you wanted to, to hit with? Um, hmm. well, did we want to, did we want to talk about, um, the ramifications, at least in California of, of, um, the quasi triple a teams? Well, if you'd like, absolutely. Yeah, no, we've got. Or, a few or, of I mean, I can follow up with that. Uh, okay. For, Why don't you uh, follow up with that? Because I was gonna, yeah. I was gonna just, I was gonna give yeah. my. Go ahead and have yeah. your, have yeah, your. If you don't mind. Go yeah, ahead. We need the Randy insight. No, it's not an insight. I just have a fairly strong opinion on this one, and I've developed it over the course of listening to you and Lance uh, uh, go back and forth. And at the beginning, I was like, I don't know. What do I think? Um, I think 
at this point, the uh, the double A kid on the triple A team uh, is 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 where I would call uh, is a bad idea uh, at this point. Uh, listening to uh, both of you and listening to uh, all of the the things, um, the triple A kid on a double A team. The reason why I I prefer that is I also was thinking about how the fact that some of these double uh, A kids just can't afford because that's what Lance is talking about. Like you were saying, two hundred thousand dollars. Like, oh my God, you're right. Two hundred thousand dollars to put together a team at the AAA level. Holy criminy, that's a lot of money. So if there's a AAA kid who just wants to play at his local rink and his local rink only has double A. That's not his fault. I mean, I can't get upset at that kid, no matter what. You know that he loves hockey. He plays hockey. Uh, he just can't, you know, fork out this kind of life-altering amount of money uh, in order to play it in, you know, back east or three or four, you know, trips to Minnesota or whatever it is. I think I stand behind that kid uh, and that decision uh, much more than I do the the decision to put a double A player on a triple A team. Now, my caveat to this, and this is something that I think uh, is, is I think we can all agree upon. If the coach um, of the team, the AA or AAA team, uh, it doesn't matter which way you're going, is someone that you think is the best coach your kid could possibly have, uh, and he speaks of your kid in a way that he believes that he can be a transformational or excellent you know, um, um, part of that young hockey player's development, at that point, I don't think it matters. Uh, you could go either way and you'll be fine. As long as the coach is invested in your kid uh, and is really, and you believe that, uh, although we all know that that can be something that isn't always, you know, it's stated at the beginning of the year. I mean, we've had coaches that were, we were told at the beginning of the year, we we're going to have this coach. And like two weeks in, that coach was gone. Uh, uh, so you have to be careful on this. Um, but if you believe it, and you think that it is true, I think uh, you could go either way and be fine if the coach really is interested in developing your kids' hockey skills and you are, and you believe it. You know, the other thing too, by the way, Randy, you just uh, reminded me of is that, uh, that I've experienced firsthand, you know, and I'm sure most of us have, is that, you know, you don't really realize just how delicate the human psyche is, you know? And, um, uh, and to give you a perfect example, you know, I, you know, with like, with everyone, you know, my sons had up moments and down moments. And a lot of the down was driven off of the confidence and the mental psyche, like I said, and then, you know, the same kid who seems to be struggling uh, uh, to, to accomplish his goals, and he gets on the ice just the other day, got on the ice. And, and there's just the, the rink was just filled with just some very high level guys who were out there to have a good time. And uh, he just felt so comfortable, relaxed. He wasn't inside his own head. It was all about fun. And he was eating some of these guys alive who were just like X D one players, X, you know, NHL draft choices who were just out there having fun. And he's just like blowing by them. And you think to yourself, like, Boy, you know, it's amazing what a little confidence will do to a guy. That is true. That is true. You know, seeing your kid with a smile on his face as he carries the puck uh, uh, is a is a is a thing that uh, I think all of us at the Youth Hockey Podcast uh, enjoy. Um, so, 
So however you get your kid to that stride or however you get your kid to hit that stride is, uh, is, is obviously your, you know, uh, the listener's uh, um, choice. But uh, sometimes I think we can, we can guide, you know, we can show you uh, all the things that we've done uh, that are not very smart uh, and some things that are pretty smart uh, in the, in the history. And, and that can, that can, uh, that can help you, uh, you know, get a little further down the road, uh, than, than the next guy, because you know, what's coming. So, so Ralston, right. uh, Ralston, would you like to, uh, talk about, uh, quasi triple or, or what was your, uh, yeah, set? yeah. Well, um, you know, this, this leveling thing is just, is a never ending, um, you know, conundrum. And I thought I, you were going to call it a shit taco, a never-ending shit taco. <laughs> but but you you didn't, and I, I'm proud of you. Nice. No, I I, I it, that didn't pop into my head to be honest with the the many other uh, colorful phrases that I could have used. Um, I'll have to write that one down. <laughs> but anyway, um, the uh, you know what the, there's sort of this thing that that I think we're floating out here, which is like. There's, uh, there's a, there's the right decision that can be made by every person every year in regards to their kid, and I really got to question that. I think that uh, op- there's not so many options that uh, every single person, um, you know, goes into a year and looking, uh, you know, where where should my kid play? I mean, the the other thing, you know, about this, um, you know first line, second line, third line, fourth line. Like, uh, I don't think that people, uh, I don't think it's as clear to people um, a lot of times as, as we're making it out to be. Um, a lot of times you go in and, and, and certainly like, look, if, you, if you're at a place and you've gone through a season and you can see that the coach just doesn't think much of your, of your player, then don't, don't stick around. I, I you know, <laughs> I get that. Um, you know, and, and maybe you need to reevaluate, you know, where, where your, your kid's at, uh, having looked at it for a year, but, um, you know, I, I, the other, the other thing is like the idea of, um, that, that a bunch of kids are playing double a purely for financial reasons. I'm sure that's true, but I, you know, the, the teams I'm really talking about are ones that at least here in California, we've you know, we've known about and experienced and, you know, it's, it's, I would say it's the type of team where it's a triple a team, but it's uh, it, that the team is not playing in triple a. And in California, we've had a bunch of these and we've had it, you know, even to the degree of where we had uh, a couple of teams that were playing double a that had beaten all the triple a teams in California during the year. I mean, at that point, there, was that the is, Bears or the Saints? Uh, just so I know, which one are you talking about? Well, they, uh, there was Had a year they where, they, where they both. Did. Yeah, <laughs> they, yeah. We had two okay. teams in Double A, yeah. and they were both uh, beating. Uh, they had beaten uh, every Triple A team in, in California, and these were not, you know, uh, weak Triple A teams either. Back at, back when this happened, but uh, at any rate, um, the problem is that uh, in in some cases the doing double a and and this is oh i should also say there's some teams traditionally that um have this kind of reputation um if if you kind of know the hockey scene and i'm not going to call anybody out but there's 
there's a few teams that uh, go for tier two and yet they're very capable of playing triple a and you know every year they're ranked up in the top two three five you know double a teams in the country and you know go do their tier two nationals and then in the meantime they beat uh, a, a lot of triple a teams uh, and play a lot of triple a teams over the year so the question then becomes what is what is tier two what's the value of it at that point um or or if you are um a tier two team and you uh have to play these teams and just get thrashed mercilessly um what does that do for you know the double a uh, experience for those those uh, teams and those kids. I mean, they basically have almost no chance of uh, you know c- coming through and and like winning winning states or winning their region. It, it it can't be done because they're playing teams that are just way way too good and are just sort of miscategorized for them. So uh, you know, one of my son's favorite memories was playing uh, one of those quasi AAA teams. And he got a hat trick against them. Would you like to know what the ending score of the game was, though? Well, I think I think I remember. <laughs> yeah, it was what like ten to three or something. Eleven to four. <laughs> right. <laughs> Eleven to four. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean that's uh, that's not a lot of fun, and uh, you know so. But that was fun for him. I, I have to cut well, sure. That right. was a lot of fun. He was like, hey, Dad, I scored three goals against the best team in the whole freaking world. And I was yeah, like, yeah. okay, son, great job. He's like, yeah, no, it was cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it's uh, Pyrrhic victory. <laughs> Those are always, it's always nice to, you know, um, get something out of that. But uh, overall, um, it, it's, I don't think that, uh, at least in California, they've done a very good job about, um, policing this or finding out the reasons why it happened and, uh, or, or, you know, looking at it as, and asking the question of why was there a team that was playing double a that had six kids that played triple a the year before, like, <laughs> you know, and we're, and we're, uh, you know, high level, uh, triple a players at the, at the teams that they came from. What's going and they on? weren't local were they? I mean, cause again, I don't like to take it out on kids. If they really are in, in the home rink, you know, if their home rinks play in double A, I, I think you shouldn't be too hard on them for playing near home. Yeah, well, but, no, but you're I, not I mean, talking nobody, about that, are you? Yeah, I nobody, mean, nobody uh, has ever jumped, you know, been concerned about that. There's always a, a couple of kids that um, are playing in one level, and I mean, there's um, there's going to be like a kid in triple A who's just you know, destroying everybody who's who's too good for triple A, and people yeah. <laughs> like, why isn't that kid playing up in eighteen U? Right. Okay. Right. Well, they're not. No. They're playing in their age group or whatever. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, that totally um, makes sense. So yeah, I'm not looking at the you know that that type of dynamic. It's more the the dynamic of um, whole whole teams. And uh, so you know, part of the reason why is because they do have these rules, uh, but the rules are not very stringent. I mean, at least in California, the the PDR rule is only 25 percent of the uh, players have to have come from your um, your program within the last couple of years. So a kid can even have left and gone to play for another team the year before and then come back. And then you have, you know, uh, seven, eight, nine players coming from someplace else. Um, so that's, that's what's happened in, in a couple of these uh, circumstances or, or a team. Now, I, like uh, we could talk about the saints, um, 
the San Diego Saints. Um, hey, let's not call any programs by name, shall we, uh, Raleigh? We're, this is this is a classy program. No, I, I want to uh, I want to you know commend them because they built uh, a program uh, with with a couple of coaches over a series of years, and um, you know kind of kept a bunch of kids together, recruited a kid here and there, and kind of built the program up. But for the most part, it was started with a nucleus, and they just doggedly, determinedly, you know, built that program up uh, and and took their time and and eventually you know by the time that they were this team that was um smoking everybody in double a and also beating all the triple tri- a teams they were um you know they, they, they'd kind of earned that but it, they were stuck in in within the system where they couldn't uh have a triple a team that year that was so, an impressive team too i mean I, we, we saw them play uh more i think i, I saw them play four or five games all together they were a, they were a fun team to watch. I mean, they did have a kid that uh, you know just just was. Uh, no, don't say it. A top level draft pick and. Oh no, uh, I'm not. I'm not going to go into the whole story. Of it. You are going to go into the story. We no, know no, what no. happened. Are you going to go into it or not? No, 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 no. That, that, gonna, oh. That's 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 a whole other thing. No, oh my go god, this was a problem child, Lance. Have you heard about this kid? No, I think I, you guys have talked about him briefly. Uh, okay. In the past. Yeah. Okay, we'll stay. No, off no, the, that we'll... wasn't that. That wasn't the point. I, I, the point of that was that you know. Well, look. Uh, um... Hey, Lance got assaulted for leaving his home rink. You remember the angry dad that uh, that uh, told you to blank you and blank blank your blank and blank because you left uh, the home rink. You know that happened to me twice, and both times twice? the parent who uh, same guy me ended up at the same place I did years I later. Know, I know. Yeah. You, they just don't understand. By the way angry dads of the world angry hockey dads let me let me let me reach out and talk to you man to man right now i know you want to be angry and i know you want to be angry at people who are standing in front of you but eventually you're going to be angry at that guy and another place and you're going to have been angry at him for leaving the place that you used to be lance can tell you about it so just don't get angry don't get angry in the first place you know randy let me add to that please see these these people don't appreciate my astute sense of of uh, of the world that we're living in too because you know not to digress too much but same thing happened to me in the work environment you know i worked for a company that had gotten taken over and those of us who kind of could read the environment and read between the lines i left the job and got a better job and i, I i'll never forget my boss was so hurt and angry and wouldn't speak to me for like two years. And what, what, what brought him back to speak to Lance was when his entire division got let go. I just happened to know it was coming and, and got a job while the rest of them had to look for jobs. You know, Lots of people with abandonment issues out there. Some of them bring it into the youth hockey world. And I'm telling you, please don't. It's not worth it. You don't need to be angry about things like that. Lance, I heard you had a lightning round uh, to end. Uh, oh, before we go to that, let me okay. bring this topic all the way back around. If it's back to Please the do. Please do. In the midst of you talking, I just decided in my in my uh, uh, GoFundMe yeah. uh, venture, I just thought of one other thing that I need, you right. know, and 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 the most important is that I didn't even think of before is, you know what you need, Randy, to make it and win the state championship? You need competition yeah. because as you know, and I know there's a certain team at a higher level that goes out and gets players, 
gets the cream of the crop, the best of the best that are available at that level. And they're just in a class by themselves in the state of California every year. But as soon as they venture out, when it comes time for nationals, um, they end up kind of crashing and burning. And I don't think it's because the kids aren't at that national level. It's because when you kind of play beneath yourself for 50 games all season and then are expected to go out and compete against guys who are skating at a much higher level, you know, you just can't turn it on. You need competition. Well, but the state of California can't change that quickly. So you first have to get us a state championship. And don't worry, next year, the GoFundMe will be $100,000 to get to the national champions and win that. Okay. okay so there we first go. year, I'm just asking for states. Second year, you and Raleigh have to bring home what we would call the national banner. I don't know if they have one, but if they do, you got to bring it home. We'll bring it home. Thank you, my friend. Show me the money. Yeah. When was the last time that a uh, that a California team even got to the finals? Semifinals. Not even the finals. The semifinals Uh, of a national championship. Two years from now, Coach Ralston. Two years from now. I don't know. Did an Anaheim Ducks team win nationals one year? I don't know. I don't know. I obviously we're going to people who are at home, uh, just email us at youth hockey podcast. I mean, not, at gmail.com. not that I know of, let uh, us know, you know, within, within the last six, eight years. I'm just saying yeah. we're ready. We're ripe. It is, it is time coach Ralston. It is time. <laughs> okay. So Lance, uh, bring us home with your lightning round, please. Okay. So the lightning round topic is this, your favorite tournament destination city. Favorite tournament demo. So good tournament destination city. Yeah. Can I be be ironic? Oh, so there's going to be a second round. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. All right, Randy, you're up. Valencia, California. Why? Is that because it's home? (laughs) That is because it's 10 minutes away from my damn house. That's the easiest place for me to get to. Go ahead. Lightning round. Uh, I kind of like uh, Utah. That's... Oh, Utah's nice. Fun city to visit. And uh, you get uh, up there in uh, Salt Lake City area. You can maybe go up to Park City. You can uh, do some skiing, some tobogganing, whatever. There's a little pond, secret pond you can find. And you do some pond skating. Love it. Love it. Go ahead, Lance. Mine is Minneapolis. And I'll tell you quickly why. is because my son, at at his youth age and wisdom, decided to walk across a cement parking lot in his skates and didn't realize he didn't put his, uh, the guard, the skate guards on. And we brought the blades to uh, a gentleman right, right by the Blaine rink there. And he worked on those skates, Randy, for an hour. And he even told me, he's like, man, it looks like this guy's been pounding rocks with this thing. And I was like, he was. And the reason it made it nice was because at the end, when he handed them back to me and they were all brand new, and I pulled out my wallet. He's like, sir, please, please. It was my pleasure. And he didn't charge That's me. That's nice. Wow. Are we still hey, going on this? One, this topic one, thing about that, done, yeah. one thing about that, though, that I know where that did not happen. It did not happen at the Blaine uh, Super Center or whatever it's called. Right, because they don't have it. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right, keep going then, Randy. Okay, I go Ogden. Same thing happened. Uh, uh, great guy, uh, sharpener skates uh, totally for free. Does Dave have a number two? Uh, well, it's I think you're up next, aren't you? Or oh, I'll go next. My number two, I think, was 
was Calgary. I loved just the whole trip. It was beautiful there. It snowed in April. Uh, I had a great time. Dave? Hmm. I think Dave's about to I lose the I, line, have right? a, I don't. I might lose. I, I don't know if I have a number two one that uh, comes to mind. I mean, I, I do like Blaine. I have Blaine, Blaine is uh, is a pretty cool experience. Mainly, mainly not so much for playing in the Blaine rink, but what's cool is you're just reminded that there's a different world out there. It's the it's the um, the community rink that you can get go to, and the kids can all skate outdoors on what is a pond, but it's got full boards around it. And there's like multiple rinks there. And they've even got like a little Zamboni that comes out and resurfaces and you'll, uh, and then you can just go, you know, in the middle of the afternoon, you literally have your kid go out with two or three or four of his buddies and, and play for a couple hours. It's, it's awesome. And in the warming hut. Yeah. 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 The warming hut. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. It. And then there's a the butter burger that you have later. Okay, Lance, uh, uh, was that good enough, or did it take too long? Sure. Let's. How about we? Shall we go to uh, our worst? Okay, let's go to our worst. Sorry, Raleigh, I just, uh, I just negged you. That's all right. You're out. That's all right. It took too long, but it was great. Great choice. <laughs> go ahead, Lance. Start us off. Okay. Well, my 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 first negative would have to be our tournament in Dallas when uh, a parent offered to escort my son out to his car with his fists. Ah, nice. Dave, wasn't he an ex NHL player as well? No, that was Arizona. That's number two. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. Yeah, well, I'm not a big fan of Riverside. I'll, I'll be honest. Oh my God, Riverside's awful. Yeah, uh, I remember the tournament we played there, and there was uh, three teams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. And uh, the, after the first two games, we'd won uh, our plus minus. We were about plus uh, thirty five in two games. And then you look forward to playing one of those two teams in the semi uh, so that you can play another team in the final that you've already shellacked by 10 goals. Uh, boy, that good times. Uh, Vegas. Uh, we, we were in Vegas. Uh, Henderson, I think. Uh, it was exactly because of that. We, we played two other teams, uh, both Vegas local teams. I think they were in-house teams. Uh, it was awful. Am I up again? Uh, You're up, see. Lance. Where would I want to go next? Uh, oh, I guess I'll go with the Arizona, where the ex-pretty uh, uh, boy NHL goon told my son, quote, I will find you and I will kill you. <laughs> Dave? Um, not a big fan of um, uh, playing in um, San Diego ish area okay i don't i don't, I don't mind san diego i don't mind it at all uh mine well, is, i mean there's there's some decent rinks down there yeah but uh well actually rules in hockey yeah yeah go ahead uh mine's vacaville they always make us go up there to play double a uh tier two stuff oh, yeah. and it was vacaville. awful and people Terrible. steal things from you uh, in your car, not not from you, like just like here, take this. But like, isn't your car gets busted into? Vacaville is is you know, I, they got some good restaurants by the way, but it was awful. You know, it's just it's constantly going up there. Yeah, remember when uh, the there was a kid that went up there and they got his his all of his equipment stolen. Out of the I car. do. I that's exactly what I was thinking of. That's what I was saying. Yeah, at the back about, of a truck uh, though. I think it was at the back of a truck. 
I, really? I think it was some, okay. yeah, I think it was pretty easy for the. It well, wasn't like that... a master criminal. <laughs> Vacaville people are not the sharpest tools in the shed. They're just like, oh, okay, uh, look, I might be able to take the bag, and you know, it, it, it was. He, I think, but I could be wrong. Well, that's that's the uh, that's the kind of nightmare you know you have of like it's always like well what if what if because we've had kids that have like forgotten their skates and uh, yeah and and different pieces of equipment so you know I, I get that but like you're there and what how would you even start I don't what, know. what would you even do there like probably you're just going home yeah or what, just what get I, a bunch of friends actually somebody in the locker room probably has one extra piece of equipment uh, <laughs> in their bag that they've you know that it's coming out with two socks exactly colors yeah. uh, uh, but they love playing so i bet they'd be okay uh lance how about randy my las vegas experience do you remember hockey you don't at, uh, 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 you don't get to choose the same place lance you just oh. lost your own lightning round you just Lost your own lightning round. Although I'm going to have uh, Ralston, uh, uh, please let me know. Uh, did I step over the line by saying that? No. Well, I, I mean, I think the rules are pretty clear. You got to call oh, yeah. something else. Otherwise, we're not, you know, yeah. this is never going to end. Yeah. Sorry, Lance. Uh, you're, but, you, you, you are not doing a lightning round at your best. <laughs> Y-O-U-R. I'll volunteer to lose twice, though. <laughs> <laughs> very kind of you ralston uh so that is the end of uh episode 33 we really appreciate all the listeners for uh for making this thing we've got over eleven thousand listens on this thing uh and we appreciate each and every one of you um i would just as a personal as a personal favor to me if there's anyone out there with a, with a bank account that's like seventy six thousand dollars go to gofundme right now and put lance in a position where he has to guide a team to, to states next year i i don't think you i, I document it for you i would like put videos up on your feed i think you could get seventy five thousand dollars worth of promotion out of this just please make a stupid investment make a stupid investment in us <laughs> like uh yeah you know uh little caesars um yeah car uh what is it? car shield car, car shield um yeah all these teams. We need like a, a like a Santa, we need like a share. sex shop from like the, the valley. People. Well, I was gonna like say, a, yeah, like, like like cozies, like the some kind of like shop that like sells like adult products. Like it, it, it shows it, it just shows how our minds work similarly. Because uh, <laughs> earlier when you were talking about it, I had to stop myself from saying so. This is gonna be the hustler team. <laughs> I was like, no, David, you cannot say that. That's inappropriate. Uh, well, I was just say tickle me, Elmo. <laughs> <laughs> they can share in the book rights that would be great yes just be ready for it it's a great investment that you can make and thank you for all listening youthhockeypodcast at gmail.com if you'd like to tell us what to talk about next we appreciate all your email and we answer 99.9% of it thank you for listening remember to visit Gabe Gifford Hockey the link is in the description and the webpage below